I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 51, Balloon Breathing Guided Training. I was asked to be a guest on another lady's podcast about a topic that I don't really get to talk about very much. And this gal, Danielle Shea, she goes in great depth as she prepares for her interviews and her podcasting process. And for each podcast interview that she hosts, She also does several follow-up episodes, and one of those, she asked me to do a meditation of some kind, and because balloon breathing is a step that I teach probably almost everyone, or at least it's a step that we ensure is in place and intact before we continue, that was what I chose to do my guided meditation on, and because it's such an important step, in phase one of my method of strengthening the pelvic floor. And this is such an integral part to anyone's process, whether that's diastasis recti or recovery postpartum or pregnancy or pain with sex or, 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 or leaking. I mean, you name it. This is where I start with everyone. And the reason is I'll give you a little background here because there, there's part of me that can't exactly remember what the guided meditation was. I know I went in, into quite a bit of detail, but it's also such a natural and physiological process that our body needs to maintain and perform for proper function. And this is something where I've noticed that some people are starting to teach this a little more frequently, but I also feel like there's a lack of emphasis on the importance of this very seemingly easy or silly step. But I am here to tell you that if this step gets missed, it will delay your outcome and it will delay your progress. And it's one step that consistently, when I have patients come back or clients come back, huge changes are reported by all of them if they're even semi-consistent with their efforts in doing this balloon breathing. And so many times I'll hear, oh yes, I'm at least 50% better and they or they might say, oh, I'm 
I've stopped leaking almost entirely, or I don't feel pressure when I jump, or all of these really huge changes. And this doesn't happen all the time, but but there's some pretty significant changes just by introducing this technique that should have been performed and being performed all along, but pregnancy and trauma and pain and so many other things can stunt this and or shift the type of breathing we do rather than doing the actual balloon breathing. But so many times there will be a lot of progress reported only because, and it's nothing that we've done in terms of strengthening, because if you're familiar with my three phases of strengthening for the pelvic floor, we don't start strengthening until phase one is completed. And this is only a small part of phase one. So know that we haven't started strengthening, but for them to come back and report significant progress already, what that tells me is we are just utilizing what is already there naturally and physiologically and just asking it to return to its proper function. That's all. So I am hopeful that you enjoy this training, and I also hope that you come back to it again and again and again. Welcome to this guided meditation on balloon breathing. My name is Polly, and I am a pelvic floor physical therapist and founder of No Kegels University. And I am very pleased to be able to bring you this meditation or instructional audio, however you want to think about it, as it relates to balloon breathing, because this is such a vital part to our pelvic floor, how it functions, and if we're feeling that we don't even know if our pelvic floor is doing what it should, this is part of the first step that I encourage all of my patients and coaching clients to take. So let's dive into this first step together of balloon breathing. Before we get started, I want you to first think about your environment. Are you in a place where you're going to be distracted easily? Are you in an environment where it's really loud? Maybe you can't focus. You could turn on some spa music or relaxing music. Nothing upbeat because I want you to be able to notice what your body's doing. And oftentimes, this is such a new experience for so many, especially those who have experienced trauma who experience a lot of stress, anxiety, even depression. And no matter what phase of life we're in, sometimes this can be the case for us. And I want to ensure that you are in a position to focus on your body and what it's doing. The second piece I want you to consider is what position are you in? My preference for you is to be either laying on your back or on your belly. But be in a position that you can comfortably be in for at least 10 minutes. The reason that I say this is because I want your body to be able to be relaxed. If this is painful, if this is uncomfortable, it's not going to allow you that full experience. The next piece I want you to consider is what clothing are you wearing? If you're wearing high-waisted leggings, I might actually opt for something that has a lower waistline, maybe something that isn't tight, maybe something where that's loose fitting with your top. 
so that your belly and your sensation in the blood flow, everything can move properly. We're not worried about any restrictions or limitations on blood flow or parts of our body moving. And like I said, my suggested position for you is to be able to do this laying down on your belly or on your back. But if there's another position that serves you better, that allows your back to be straight, maybe that's sitting up in a chair, maybe that's standing or kneeling. Maybe there's even a yoga pose that you prefer that you can be the most relaxed in. By all means, choose that position. So the last thing I want to explain is all of this should be very comfortable. It should be very easy. If it isn't, I'll give you a couple tips at the end. But what we're after here, when I say balloon breathing, I mean the same thing as diaphragmatic breathing, but balloon breathing is just calling into consideration a more comprehensive, a more thorough concept of what your pressure system is doing. So what I mean by that is when we inhale, the lower lobes of our lungs should fill with air. As that happens, our rib cage should expand out to the side or expand out laterally. As a result of that, our diaphragm, which sits underneath our lungs, should move downward, almost like somebody landed on a trampoline. As that diaphragm is moving downward, all of our guts, all of our organs should also move downward because these guts are designed to slide and glide on top of each other. And then as those guts and organs are moving downward, that's going to meet with our pelvic floor. And assuming our pelvic floor is soft and supple and healthy, that pelvic floor will move out of the way or drop or descend or lengthen or stretch. Sometimes there can be different words that might resonate with you a little bit more than a little bit more than what than what I might say. So if there's another word that you like better, then think of that. So then when we exhale, the air or oxygen, if you will, is going to leave our lungs. The diaphragm is going to return up. The rib cage is going to close or return to that starting position. Our guts are going to rise. And of course, our pelvic floor is going to rise again. When that's happening, none of this is forced. It's very passive. It's very easy. I like to think of this as an accordion sliding different directions, or my most favorite is waves, waves coming up the sand, waves coming down the sand. No one is throwing the water up the sand. No one is forcing this movement. It's very gentle. It's very easy. So go ahead and get into position. Make sure you're in an an environment where you're not going to be distracted. It's relaxing choose a position that is comfortable to you and that you can be here for at least 10 minutes. You won't be here that long, but I think it's important to remember to choose a position you can tolerate for a really long time to ensure maximum comfort. And of course, comfortable clothing. So while you're sitting, I say sitting, laying here, as you're laying here, I want you to go ahead and inhale. And I want you to think about that belly blowing up as big as you can 
muster. And then when you're ready, I want you to go ahead and exhale. I want you to do this for at least three breaths. Go ahead with these inhales and exhales. Take your time. But what I want you to notice is, is your belly blowing up like a balloon or is your chest rising? If your belly's blowing up like a balloon, then we are on the right track. If not, you're noticing that your chest is rising, your belly isn't. I want you to take your hand and put it on your belly button or just below. The next inhale, whenever that's comfortable for you, don't let me rush you. I don't want you to hyperventilate, but as you go to as you go ahead and inhale, I want you to think about that lower part of your belly gently pushing up into your hand pushing that hand up into the ceiling. I realize if you're on your belly, this might not work, but think about that same place just below your belly button. Maybe that is what is gently pushing into that floor or to the bed or whatever surface you're laying on. We really want to encourage that belly to blow up like a balloon. Go ahead and do a couple more breaths and see if you can allow that belly to gently blow up like a balloon. The reason I like to use this idea of a balloon for balloon breathing is because you can also imagine that there's a balloon inside of your belly. As soon as you start to inhale, it's like someone has turned on the helium tank And this flat deflated balloon now starts to blow up and get bigger and bigger. As it does so, the front of that balloon is going to push into that belly. The sides of that balloon is going to push into that ribcage, allowing it to blow out to the side or laterally. The back of that balloon is going to push into your spine, not that it's moving anywhere, but the back of your rib cage, you should also feel that start to expand as well. And then of course, there's the bottom of that balloon. As that helium fills that balloon, the lower part of that balloon, the bottom of that balloon has to move downward into that pelvic floor. So now as you're inhaling and exhaling, gently and slowly, I want you to notice now what is happening at that pelvic floor. If you haven't felt this yet, my two suggestions is to either flip over onto your belly, if that's an option for you, or if you're on your back, you can take something that's five pounds or so, like a textbook, a box of shoes, something of that nature, and set it below that belly button. Sometimes that added resistance of that weight or being on your belly can be enough to allow you to get that expansion, get that balloon blowing up movement and momentum. Try a couple breaths here. So I'll have you inhale one, two, three, And then exhale, one, two, and three. 
a few more times. Inhale one, two, three. Exhale one, two, and three. I want you to keep trying this and see if you can notice, can I feel my balloon inside my belly? Can I feel it push the front of my belly out? Can I feel it push the sides of my rib cage out? Can I feel it push into my back, into my spine, into that rib cage? And can I feel it push down into my pelvic floor and I can feel my pelvic floor drop? Another option here, and I want you to keep with this breathing. You can pause me if you need to, but keep with this breathing. Another option here is you can place your hand on your belly and your hand on your chest to ensure that your chest isn't moving, just your belly. Another option is that you can smell the roses and blow out the candle. And what I mean by that is I want you to inhale through your nose and then exhale through your mouth. Inhale through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. This should allow you to have that balloon breathing motion happening. Oftentimes I will get asked, well, how do I know? I can't tell if my pelvic floor is dropping. It may not be, and not yet anyways. So I wouldn't be too worried that your pelvic floor isn't dropping yet. I want you to stay in this practice of inhaling for two to three to four counts and then exhaling the same, if not longer, those same counts. So if you inhale for two, exhale for at least two, preferably four. If you inhale for three counts, exhale for at least three to four counts, maybe even a little bit longer if you can, and then work your way up to inhaling for four counts and exhaling up to eight counts. Over time, your pelvic floor will start to move in response to that gentle buildup of pressure from that pretend balloon inside your belly. There are so many benefits to balloon breathing, like turning on your rest and digest system so you don't have to be in that fight or flight. It's really great for proper pelvic floor function, especially after having babies or preparing yourself to have a baby, or even considering, or even just proper pelvic floor health as it relates to our bowels and to our bladder and how those muscles help support our hips and our pelvis and so many other movements that we probably don't think about. Balloon breathing is also a great way to manage stress, not only because of the rest and digest, activation that happens with this, but also because it can counteract the tightening of the pelvic floor in response to stress. The pelvic floor tends to tighten or shorten in response to stress, anxiety, or any negative emotion. And so performing balloon breathing is a really great way to counteract that 
and it allows you to take back some control to have some power so you get to decide how that pelvic floor is functioning. My suggestion to you is to perform this 60 to 80 times a day. And I know that seems like a lot, but if you can imagine 60 to 80 times really is no time at all. Once you get better, you may not necessarily have to perform this lying down. You might be able to perform it sitting or standing or kneeling or even doing other activities. My suggestion is you'll know when you've reached it, when you can feel that pelvic floor drop as soon as you ask it to. So as soon as you start to inhale and you can feel that pelvic floor drop, you can consider yourself that you have mastered this balloon breathing. I wish I could say that this is a one and done task, but this is a method and a technique and a strategy and an exercise that I would encourage you to use for the rest of your life. Maybe not 60 to 80 times a day, maybe 20 to 30 a couple times a week once you feel like you've mastered it. And then maybe you ramp up your repetitions in stressful times and times that you are seeking out those benefits of balloon breathing. But this truly is a strategy and so many other things to serve you, your pelvic floor, and the rest of your body. Remember, you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.